0: This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path To achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan.
1: Hello and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. And I'm just going to say right at the beginning here if at any point during the show you have a question that you want a little more information on, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719 210 4242 and definitely visit our website www.taraenolan.com you can check out what we do for people what we look like all that good stuff and you can also subscribe to iTunes or Google Play to listen to our past shows we have a lot of great educational topics and and I always highly encourage people to to build that knowledge library so today we're going to be talking about surprising ways to boost your retirement savings and your retirement income So, before we jump into that, though, let me just check in with Tony. Tony, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm doing great. I am fantabulous. Had such a good week and just feeling great. I actually love the fall. It's been, uh, you know, crazy. The weather is off and on, you know, you just wait a little while and maybe the weather changes from day to day, right?
1: Uh Absolutely. You know, you yeah. got to love that about Colorado. If you don't like the weather, just waste five minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, just wait five minutes. So uh, I'm good. How about you? What are you up to?
1: Tony, I love this part of the year when you get to start going and doing the hiking and getting oh, outdoors yeah. and horseback riding and doing all that kind of good stuff. So I'm um, trying to get as much of that in because what we have here in Colorado, Tony, we, we call it the dark ages. Is <laughs> is It starts to get dark almost at four o'clock.
0: Oh, I know. It's crazy, isn't
1: it? And it's just, especially we've got the the Front Range here, you know. We live right next to Pikes Peak, so it seems like that that sun just goes down, and and, and, and you know, I miss being able to to stay outside till nine o'clock with oh, daylight.
0: I know, I know. That's what that is the one thing that's really tough about winters is uh, less sunlight, and they can and they can be more gray. You get more gray and cloudy days. It seems during the winter as well. Let alone, uh, you know, going to work when it's dark and coming home when it's dark. Uh, that can take its toll. We all need some sunlight in our lives, right? We do.
1: And, I, and I'm not going to go to Florida this year. So that's going to be, I know, a little bit of a bummer in the oh, middle of winter. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first
0: time in years you haven't.
1: It is. But I, I met my uh, riding goal with Donzer last year. And so I have a new trainer who's here local in Colorado. So I've lost my real reason for, for going to oh. Florida for the winter.
0: Oh, <laughs> Well, that's a, that's a long That's got to be a long, tough trip for the horse, too. I'm
1: not going to miss the drive. Yeah,
0: and the horse probably isn't going to miss it either.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. So They're getting wooly and getting ready for the winter. Sure.
0: Well, Donzer is a a great name for a horse. It sounds like a reindeer.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? It sounds like (laughs) one of the reindeer names.
0: Well, um, what are we talking about today?
1: So we're going to be talking about some different ways to boost your retirement savings and your retirement income. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it's really interesting. I, you know, it it's actually makes me a little bit sad, but, you know, this Forbes article talks about the average American has less than $5,000 in a financial account. And when you're, you, you need more than that for your your emergency fund. You know, right. ideally we want yeah. about three to six months. Yeah. Liquid. And so one of the things we want to talk about today is, you know, how do you help Americans and people listening save more? And it's and it's just it's almost I like how it's related to your physical health. It's like a habit pattern of working out, getting in the habit of of making sure you're saving. You know, I think I remember, you know, in college being taught to pay yourself first.
0: Yeah. Pay your that's I've heard that before. In fact, I think you've mentioned it. Uh, Pay yourself first. What do you mean by that, though?
1: And it's just kind of a simple concept and, you know, pick a number, 10%, even 5% of any kind of money that comes into the house, whether it's from a paycheck, an unexpected birthday gift, whatever money comes in, if you just always set aside 10% of that money just to pay yourself first, you know, that small amount's not going to be life-changing, but if you just make and get in that habit of setting aside that money, you start to build that, it's like building a muscle And, and it's just building that little bit of a savings muscle and in the balance of a successful retirement plan, Tony, we want to have our investments, but you also need to have that strong savings emergency fund background. So that way that supports, that's like the safety net that lets your investments grow.
0: Mm, Interesting. Uh, I think that sounds good. Now uh, I've heard you, you had mentioned, and I think the article mentions it too, uh, one thing that can help us save more uh is getting healthier how does how does being healthier help us save uh, in retirement?
1: Well that's a, that's becoming a, a more and more uh, timely topic right now because Tony, we're all healthier today you know yep. how long you know it's your grandfather right? How old is he?
0: He is he is 97 and I was just down there uh, or over there to see him on his farm. I just uh, went back home to visit my parents and saw my grandfather. And he was out doing farm work yard work he was uh they were running a new power line from the uh the big tall power pole to a new barn or shed on their property and him and my dad are out there doing it themselves of course (laughs) right um and this is like full power you know this is like the 220 power line and they're running it my grandpa's doing that and then my mom said yeah Yeah, those two idiots out there. She's just got 911 ready to dial, you know, trying to, they're getting stuff done. But he's out there working on the farm. And then uh, they told me, oh, yeah, Grandpa's uh, going to the, he's hooking up his big fifth wheel trailer to his huge pickup and uh, driving out to the Black Hills uh, this week. So, uh, and he's 97.
1: See, so we're all living so much longer, and, and let me just give you a, a short little tidbit here is, you know, being healthier can can save you a lot of money, so let's just say you've been diagnosed with high blood, brush, high blood pressure, say that three times fast, or type <laughs> 2 diabetes, you could save basically about $2,000 a year in out-of-pocket healthcare costs pre-retirement and wow. add about three to eight years of life expectancy. So if you just take that $2,000 that you're gonna be paying for healthcare and start saving it, that's almost $44,000 of extra money saved by the time you're 65. So it's almost yeah. kind of like, I, I had this quote in my workout magazine and I liked it, Tony. It's It said, um, being fat is hard and working out is hard. Pick your hard. And I think that <laughs> applies also to finances. Yeah. Saving money is hard. And and being poor is hard. Pick your (laughs) heart. So I I think that there's just you know there's choices as we go and uh, but it's interesting because those healthcare costs are things that you can pay here pay there and you don't really think about it. Um, But you can be in the driver's seat with your financial life by taking care of yourself physically. And and that's kind of a nice thing because you'll feel better as well and that'll affect so many. It's a positive transfer to a lot of areas of your life.
0: Yeah. I think that's really good, and I think that's fantastic. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah, I've have uh, I've been diagnosed with type two and high blood pressure, and my doctor says you start eating better and you exercise, you're not going to have that issue anymore, and you're gonna save money. I mean, you might not even need the the prescriptions anymore. You know, you could literally, uh, with type two, unless you have it really bad. Uh, I could actually not have, I mean, it's always going to be there in the background, but uh, I literally could have fine blood pressure and my blood sugar levels would be fine if I exercise and adjust my eating and lose some weight. So uh, I'm in the driver's seat and I could save money, like you say. Um, But it can be hard to stick to a new routine or prescriptions. I know that all too well. Um, And I think of how many people start going to the gym after New Year's Day and don't even make it until valentine's day in february right
1: tony and i will put this out to any listener out there who has a good idea or thought on this because if you can figure out how to motivate people that happens think about it like uh, weight watchers or jenny craig i think like the jenny craig program actually makes people pay money if they don't meet their weight loss goals (laughs) and so you know money out of your pocket is a motivator for some people. Another motivator, Tony, can be fear, right? We can try to push on the fear button and say, well, if you don't do these things, uh, you know, in terms of your health, you might die. Or we could say in finance, you might run out of money. Uh, Tony, for those analytical type people, sometimes the right motivation is data. And I really like this one doctor. He was having frustration with his patients with high blood pressure would come back and then they hadn't taken their medication. And he's like, "Why aren't you taking the medication?" Or Tony, they would take the medication for about six months. They'd start feeling better, and then they'd stop taking the medication. And wow. so, you know, this doctor started trying to go, "Well, what motivates people? You know, how can I get them to improve their behavior, which is going to help themselves, right? It, right?" Tony, that's the fun thing, right? Is is you're trying to get people motivated just to help themselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> and though, and then, but for some people, Tony, that are caretakers, they're much more motivated. Uh, you know, some people work out better if they have that workout partner and they'll show up for their workout partner when they wouldn't show up for themselves. So right. this, this doctor, he started trying to take and collect data. And so he found that was a pretty effective motivator to start showing proof, you know, talking to people anecdotally, you know, because we all know, right? Eat your, you need to eat your green vegetables. But does it right. really make you have an extra serving of uh, peas or green beans at the end of the day?
0: Mm, not me. <laughs>
1: I, I usually find I myself reaching no. for seconds and not on vegetables. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, me, and uh, most everyone I know.
1: But if you asked us, I mean, we would all know the right answer to that question. Oh, sure. S- yeah, so, I know what's
0: right, and then I also know what I do.
1: And uh, Tony and I have the same I have the same frustration with my my clients when I'm trying to help them with their retirement plans. I'm like, if we would just start doing a little bit and building that saving and investment muscle, just a little bit at a time look at the math. You're going to have all this money. But it's just, it's human nature that we have a hard time uh, sacrificing a little bit now versus that instant gratification.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, I can't imagine people turning down that extra money uh, that it can save you. Now, um, we've we have been talking about that a bit, but I've also heard out-of-pocket costs can be one of the biggest expenses in retirement. We've talked about those in previous shows, and in previous episodes, um, but out-of-pocket costs are a concern, aren't they?
1: Well, I mean, healthcare overall, Tony, is definitely a concern because, you know, it's up to Congress, which is a terrifying thing, that we never know exactly what's going to happen with our health care. Right. But then even once you do turn 65 and you start on Medicare, you have that option at that point because Medicare covers about 80% of everything, so there's this extra 20% that's not covered, and you have to play that game to say – do I want to get the extra supplemental insurance to cover that 20% or do I feel lucky and I'm fine? And typically, Tony, what happens with a lot of people is when they retire at 65, they're healthy. And so they don't get the supplemental insurance. And, you know, the frustrating thing, Tony, right about health insurance is it's easy to get when you don't need it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem right there.
1: And, and it really is kind of the problem because I mean, fact of the matter the way insurance of any kind works is you have a large pool of people paying in and then only a few people actually need it so when you have a system like with healthcare, where people only want it when they need it then it it just doesn't work (laughs) that's just like the basic definition of how that works so what ends up happening that was a long way around is yeah you start paying a lot of things out of pocket like you have uh, co-pays right yep I think every time I go to the doctor, it's, you know, maybe 10 or $25. And yep. it doesn't seem like that much. You know, and when you're healthy, it's not because it's maybe once or twice a year. But then as you get older or, you know, start needing prescription drugs, it's just kind of like that we call that mission creep in the military, Tony. Yeah.
0: Mission creep. <laughs> yep.
1: The job keeps getting bigger. Yeah
0: it, does. yeah, it does. It starts off. Oh, yeah, this is it's real basic, simple. Uh, But then it grows and grows and grows, yeah. Well, hey, our time is almost up for this first segment, Tara. Is there anything else you want to add before we take a quick break here?
1: Yeah, Tony, this is one of the things that Chris and I love to sit down with people, especially those open-minded people, Tony, that either have never created an actual financial plan or maybe need to dust off that one they haven't looked at for a while. So we set up and set aside 20 complimentary appointments, Tony, for the first 20 callers. The number is 719-210-4242. And, Tony, we're looking for those people that are ready to start putting together some plans that take advantage of just a little bit today is going to save you a lot down the road. So, Tony, that number is 719-210-4242. Give Chris and I a call and let us help you set up that plan for success.
0: All right. Sounds great. And, listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services right now by going to TaraENolan.com or by calling us at 719-210-4242.
1: And welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. And I'm just gonna say at any point, if you have a question that you need answered, please feel free to give Chris and I a call, 719-210-4242. And visit our website, www.taraenolan.com. And definitely subscribe to our show on iTunes and Google Play. So today we're talking about surprising ways to boost your retirement savings and retirement income. And so if you're just tuning in, the thing we talked about already was how getting healthy and staying healthy can really help your financial plan. And just by following your doctor's advice and actually taking the actions and your prescriptions as you've been directed to can do a lot to save you those out-of-pocket expenses that can start to creep up slowly as you're going. Tony, did I miss anything else?
0: No, I think you just about covered it. Uh, we've been talking about some surprising ways or different ways to boost our retirement savings and looking at that retirement income. Um, one thing you already discussed that is somewhat surprising is staying healthy. Uh, how much money that can save you uh, by simply following our doctor's advice. Um, exercise and lose weight is, I get the same advice every time, Tara. I don't understand. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, eat, I think that's eat important. Green vegetables work out. I think that's (laughs) important, right?
1: It it definitely is. And because we're living longer and you want to be healthy to enjoy that hard-earned nest egg that you've created, right?
0: Exactly. Now, Tara, what about boosting our retirement income? Do you have some more tips for us?
1: Definitely, Tony, because this is always the challenge is as we make that shift from having an employer that gives us an income, we're now in the driver's seat and we have to give ourselves an income. So I always, you know, I always like to have lists of things because I think that's really helpful for people. So what I want to talk to was a great article that I found on CNBC, Four Easy Ways to Increase Your Retirement Income. because. The big picture, Tony, is when we're on the show and we're talking about these things is to kind of get your brain working on the problem. And as we come up with these tips, it may not be exactly right for you, but it may make you think of something in your life. You go, oh, I could do that. So that's what's really fun about talking about these kind of tips.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, So, what's the first tip?
1: Well, one of the first things is you want to make sure that you can reduce your investment expenses and fees. It's okay to pay a fee, Tony, if you're getting a value for that fee. What you don't want to do is pay for a fee that you're not getting value for. And um, let me give you a simple example. So, when you're working, a lot of people out there have 401Ks. You know, I have a 401K for my company. Do you have a 401K, Tony?
0: Uh, Yes.
1: And, you know, does your company give you any matching with that 401k? Yes, they do. A lot of companies, you'll get like a 4% matching, and that's pretty much free money, right?
0: Yeah. Not quite as good as that for me, but yes, they do give a match, which is good, right?
1: So, but any money that's given to you, that's that's pretty much a good return on your investment, right? If Uh, I pay... If I pay hundred dollars and a company gives me a hundred dollars, that's a good deal. So while you're working, that's a great thing. And so there's a, a company that will manage that 401k for you and, and that's all good. Here's the thing though, Tony, is once you've retired, a lot of people leave that 401k with that company. So now they're paying this extra fee, but they're no longer getting that service, right? Because they're retired. They're not working for that company. They're not getting matching. So there becomes, this is a mismatch. So the first thing that you want to do, uh, what first thing I love to do, Tony, with everyone's plan is when you look over everything they're doing, what can I streamline or change that's not going to affect your uh, daily life, but it's going to make your investments better. So, getting rid of a fee for a service that you're not using is is the first tip.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip, and and that's something you can help people with figure out, right?
1: Oh, definitely. is Because once you decide, you know, when you retire or when you move a job, that's the first time that you get to be back really in control of that money. So step one is, uh, what are the options? What are my courses of action? You know, how do I make a decision until I know what what's in the realm of possible?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and reducing fees is helpful. Uh, sometimes, though, you get what you pay for, uh, anybody who's ever tried those bargain paper towels can tell you that. Uh, cheaper or poor roll, but you use twice as much, right?
1: That's exactly, and you're exactly right. So, and, and I always talk about that is it's not, there's not a problem with paying a fee in itself. The thing is, is you don't want to pay a fee when you're not getting the service. And so uh, there's a lot of the, uh, you know, online, there's all these different discount brokerages and, you know, investing yourselves. And for people, Tony... And you know who you are if you're listening if you're one of those people that like has a morning star you know uh, enrollment and you do all this research and you just love it and it's kind of your passion that's a great way to invest your money because you're doing all the research and and you're making those decisions but the reality is is if you're busy and you're you're running your own uh, medical practice or you're running your own uh, team of roofers and you're busy all the time you don't have the time even if you wanted to to really make good financial decisions. So then it becomes maybe worthwhile to pay a fee for a management service that's gonna make those decisions. Because at the end of the day, here's the question, Tony, what is the value? What is the return that you got? Mm. So it's well, not about how much did you pay, it's about what did you get?
0: Right, right, and I think that's, that's the important thing to remember. And now, and if I remember correctly, we even mentioned this last week, you have a tool that can help your clients determine what their risk tolerance is, right? And that's an important part of this.
1: That's a, that's a very important part of this, Tony. And I always, we talk about this, but I don't like the question of what is your risk tolerance because it kind of gets people's into their ego. Well, I, you know, I can accept some risk. You know, I like to, I like to be aggressive. That's not the question. The question should be how much money are you willing to lose? Yeah, (laughs) that's the honest question. question. (laughs) But the the tool that I like to use for this, Tony, is it's called the color of money risk analysis. And so what this lets people do is to really kind of sit down and understand the difference between safe money that has no risk and has guarantees attached to it, versus red money that's going to have some risk and the potential to lose. So what are some examples? So safe money could be uh, my favorite is stuffed under your mattress. (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, your your money in a bank account that's FDIC protected, um, a fixed annuity that's backed by an insurance company guarantee, uh, CDs, those are safe money. Um, then, red money is like, if you invest in real estate, if you like to invest in businesses, if you have, you know, anything in the market, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, people get very confused, Tony, where they think that bonds are safe. Bonds are low risk, but they're not safe. They're still risk attached. So I draw a very distinct line between no risk and some risk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important. So uh, obviously uh, this is probably where uh, that color of money comes into play as well to determine uh, what income and investment decisions we make, right? Uh, so what, what's the next tip uh, that you have from that article?
1: The next tip, Tony, and this is one I really believe in, is uh, trying to increase your Social Security benefit by waiting to enroll. And so, you know, for a lot of people, you've been working and you've contributed to social security. So it's something that you're gonna get. And what's really nice about social security is it's guaranteed and it doesn't matter how healthy you are. So you don't have to take a physical. It doesn't matter if you're a smoker or you have diabetes or high blood pressure. It's just money that you're gonna get. And let me just give you an example, Tony. This is one of the best things I did for one of our clients. Actually, we've done this with several of our clients is they retired and they had reached retirement age, or both 67, and they were gonna start taking their social security and it was gonna be about $2,200 a month. And they also had this retirement account of about 200,000 and the market, the way the market was going up and down, the market, it was earning about 3%. So we kind of looked at the numbers and what we figured out, Tony, was if they spent the money from their retirement account, the IRA, and let that Social Security grow for another three years, they were gonna be at the age of 70 able to pull out almost $3,600 versus the 22, and then that would be forever. And so that was gonna be a much larger balance of their money. So it's not always, you know, conventional wisdom, Tony, don't, don't you always hear people say, well, you need to take it as soon as you can?
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> that's what most people end up doing, right? And that's what everybody says to me.
1: And the thing is, is you can do that, but especially if you're in a situation where you don't have to, it's very, you can be smart about social security just to maximize it. And you've paid into it and you're going to get it. So why not get everything that you owed? Yeah.
0: I mean, why leave something on the table? Why not take advantage of that and really just get what's due, what's yours? I think that's a great tip. So, um, It's not only a good idea, but uh, really, uh, you're in good company, the smart people that do that. Um, So is there another tip, or what else can we do to increase our retirement income?
1: Well, you know, we just kind of, this is all hopefully starting to tie together, Tony, for folks that are listening, because we talked about at the beginning of the show how getting healthier can help you just save money because you're not paying for extra costs for blood pressure medicine and all these types of things. And then you can see that you can, that links also to social security, right? Because if you're healthy, then you you can delay taking your social security and, and letting that social security grow. So then you get to maximize that social security. So it's just interesting how getting healthier it really actually affects so many different areas of your life, but it definitely also helps you increase that retirement income. And so, but I know you asked about the next step. I'm sorry, Tony, I was getting excited about being healthy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have been slowly, I don't know if people are new listeners, but about two years ago, I broke my ankle and I put on about 20 extra pounds. And so this year I have been very diligently running slowly and I've, I've taken off about 12 pounds and I'm starting to feel better, Tony. It's a lot of work though. Right, but uh, but it, I, but I feel better. But it, it's it's but and it's Tony. It's no kidding. Taking me like over almost a year to lose those twelve pounds. You know, you see these diets. I'm like, I'll do that in two months. No. Nope. <laughs> 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 but uh, so anyway, so we're going to talk about the next tip is catch up contributions. Oh, and so this is wh- what are those? Well, if you're investing in a tax deferred vehicle like your 401k or your IRA. Um, That's been great, but what happens is your contributions are are limited. But once you reach age 50, they have them, what they call catch-up contributions, so that you can make additional contributions. So example, right now for your IRA, the limit is 5,500, but if you're over 50, you can put in 6,500. So this becomes a way, especially like a lot of us, Tony, where, you know, we got married, had kids kids are in college kids are out of the house oh boy it's time for retirement and I'm behind on my retirement planning so then this is when you can start at at about 50 isn't that usually when this starts to happen (laughs) and and then you can start Yeah,
0: trust me from experience yes right
1: right so about 50 is the time you get to go oh I need to take care of me and then this you can start doing those catch-up contributions and that's always a great thing to take advantage of All
0: right. Sounds great. That does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan.
1: Join us again next week for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242.